Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It's time to step inside the Octagon with your host, Ike Feldman. What's up, everybody? Your boy, Ike Feldman from IkeTagon.com at I-K-E-T-A-G-O-N. Everything. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn. Yeah, that's just about everything. You can find IkeTagon content. Also, if you're into betting, NBC Sports Edge, I am producing betting content for them on the regular articles and now video content. I had the privilege and honor to interview some UFC champions, Alexander Volkanovsky, Aljamain Sterling. I'm sure you heard of them, UFC 273 winners. But this week on the Octagon episode, very lucky, gracious to be joined by the awesome Longtime martial artist, coach for USA Sambo, author, MMA Unchained for the Champions Mind, owner, NPR MMA, longtime martial artist, but overall cool dude, guy, man, Eric Purcell at the Eric Purcell on Twitter, at Eric underscore Purcell on Instagram. Eric, as I said, is a coach for USA Sambo this weekend in Arlington, Texas. It's the U.S. Nationals for Combat Sambo and Sambo. Woo! One of my favorite sports, martial arts sports. You guys got to check it out. I believe it is going to overtake jiu-jitsu as the most important discipline in MMA. I believe that. Check it out. Google it. It's on YouTube. Fedor, Khabib, Pat Sabatini. Speaking of Pat, he is climbing the featherweight ranks of the UFC. Four straight wins in the UFC. On a tear, killing it. Another dominant performance about two or three weeks ago at the Apex. He's coached by Eric. So Eric's doing a lot. He's also coaching the youth program out in NPR just outside of Philly. So if you want to grab a cheesesteak and then get your ass kicked, visit Eric and company at their wonderful facility, NPR MMA. All right, enough of me. Here's Eric. What's up, everybody? Boy, Ike Feldman from the Octagon, being joined by my brother-in-arms, one of the coolest cats in the mixed martial arts community, not only for wrestling, for competing himself, for combat sambo. This man is an author, MMA Unchained, 
to the champion's mind. Pick up your copy on the Apple Digital Store. I believe there's a hard copy. I'm the new age. I have the digital copy. He's a USA head coach for the Sambo team. They kick off this weekend in Arlington, Texas. We just flew back from Vegas after cornering one of the most dominant on the prowl, coming for the top featherweights in the UFC by the name of Pat Sabatini. I want to call him the Black Sabatini. We'll work on the nicknames. But I'm joined by the dude, the man, at the Eric Purcell on Twitter and at Eric underscore Purcell on Instagram. Eric, what's up, brother? I saw you in the corner of the UFC Apex broadcast when Pat was dominating his opponent. You had a little uh, cut on your eye. You're telling me it's from a shakeout. What the hell type of warm-ups are you guys doing out there? Fast and furious. So... So Pat and I, we've been doing these kind of workouts, shakeouts um, for about 10 years. We've never had a, um, a mix-up where uh, any of us took any damage. And then uh, Saturday morning, we were doing the shakeout. So he'd already um, made weight on Friday, and now uh, we're in Vegas and uh, getting ready for the UFC. It might have been 51. I think it was UFC Vegas 51. But uh, yep. so we're doing our morning workout and just – you know, getting his body going, getting him flowing. And he's feeling like a million dollars. He's super fast, super explosive. And uh, what the UFC does when you fight in Vegas is they put you up in the, they have a Marriott, which they rent out just for the, just for the fighters. So it's an entire Marriott resorts that is closed off to everybody except for the fighters. Nice. So um, Pat and I, we stay in a room together. Pat's other coaches stay in a room together. And then they give us, each fighter gets their own room there the hotel room for a workout room so there's a sauna in there and there's a uh like an eight by eight mat so it's not a lot of space when you're moving around with someone that's like fired out of a fucking rocket like pat you know so we're moving around and uh and you know we're like all right pat stay up on your fakes and your faints and he's just moving and he throws a uh a fake knee and comes with the lead hook and i just totally bit on the knee and uh bam he connected and, you know, it was a hard, sh- clean shot. And then instantly, though, I was just leaking blood everywhere, everywhere. So he cut me in two spots. I had a giant, I have a giant cut on my eyebrow right now um, that probably could have used some stitches. And then I also got cut under here as well. Had a big black eye. And, oh my goodness. Um, so immediately he's like, oh, man, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And my only concern was, I was like, shit, I'm going to have to warm him back up in like another few hours when we end up at the uh ufc the apex so um yeah so i was doing my best to close it up of course i have nothing with me because the ufc provides everything and cut me and i have no vaseline i've got no band-aids nothing like that and uh so we get to the performance center and i asked the people at the ufc i'm like hey do you guys have any more like butterfly bandages or anything like that um they're like, no, nah, but we could probably be stitched up right now because they have a doctor there. So when they're pulling people out of fights, they go right into a room and they stitch them up. But we didn't even have enough time to do that. So, uh, yeah, so I had this giant, you know, Band-Aid just keeping my eye held together. Yeah, so I wasn't leaking all over the place before the fight started. But, uh, yeah, a lot of people hit me up. Um, you know, my inbox was definitely pretty full of people like, who beat your ass? <laughs> well, you know, what the fuck is wrong with you? You're like, who kicked your ass? My ass is so kicked from this whole, like, fight camp and, and everything. I'm just, I'm a mess. I'm just beat up. 
but yeah, I, uh, I took but, it as uh, just like I saw it. I was like, man, I, I see the uh, great content again at Eric underscore Purcell on Instagram. Uh, I was just taking it as uh, it was just another day in the office. Maybe this was uh, during the fight week. I didn't know it was day of, man. Uh, I really appreciate you. Uh, uh, you're you're in the mix, man. You're in the trenches with your fighters. Uh, is it kind of that? How do you keep the the body uh, pumping on all cylinders? Do you, are you eating well? Are like are are you more cleaned up from your earlier days of competing? I remember the first uh, time we uh, talked. Uh, you mentioned uh, training the '90s, discovered Sambo, I think in '99 or 2000, early 2000s. Like you've been at it for a couple of decades, man. How do you keep the body pumping at, at its uh, peak efficiency? I stay fit, you know, so obviously I'm training a lot with these guys. Um, I do take a lot of punishment when we have a lot of guys, especially in training camps. Uh, this past month was was pretty rough because uh, we had Pat getting ready to fight. Then I had uh, a few other guys fighting as well. So I do what we call coach sparring. So I move around with them um, and I give them looks like their opponent is going to give them. So we study their opponents and I try to mimic them. And basically I'm a, I'm a walking punching bag to them essentially. <laughs> So um, uh, it gets tough, but I work out a lot. I make sure that um, I don't kill myself in the gym. I do more of like maintenance work, you know, in the gym. So I'm not in your strength training, but I'm doing things just to keep my neck strong, keep my shoulders, my legs strong, and uh, keep my endurance up. So that way I can hang with these guys and um, be controlled, as controlled as possible. Uh, that way I don't uh, hurt them and hopefully they don't hurt me as well. So when your when your cardio sucks, you know you lose the control uh, later in rounds. And I'll have some days where I'll do ten to fifteen rounds, five minute rounds, and you're oh. moving around with these guys, you know. So uh, um, yeah, I've got to definitely keep it together. And uh, but I'm I'm getting old, you know. So uh, certain days are are rough, you know. But uh, it's part of the game, you know. Actually, so you never complain, man. You are a tough son of a gun. Uh, no offense to Javier Mendez or uh, Ray Longo. Uh, they're obviously uh, just wizards when it comes to the, the, the striking game and uh, open up their fighter's head and just filling it with knowledge. But fighter uh, coaches who are also like physically on the mats, like, again, no offense to Danahar. He, he sounds like James Bond, but uh, from what I hear, he can't uh, physically do all the moves that he's maybe uh, verbalizing. You and Mike Brown, man, look what Mike Brown did in ATT. You know, you see him moving yeah. around Masvidal uh, with Joanna, with Amanda Nunes. Uh, I feel it's going to be the same for you. I feel it's almost kind of like uh, tenfold, the, the double time in the next five years, what you could accomplish what you're going to do with your fighters over 15 years because you're literally on the mats. Uh, and yeah. my apologies if uh, I, I overlooked it, but I think you're going to have a, a future world champion in the very, very near future. I hope so. And, and it does give you an, uh, a very interesting perspective when you're moving around with them. You can see what fakes they're biting on. You can really get a feel for their pressure, their strength, um, things that you can't necessarily always uh, get, uh, get a feel for when you're just, when you're observing. Um, and, but, you know, all of us coaches, eventually we end up on that uh, observation deck, you know, eventually uh, the body can only, uh, you know, stay fresh for so long. So I'm going to, I'm going to just milk it while I can. And eventually when I can't do it anymore, just roll me under the mats and, you know, bury me there and just keep, keep, keep classes going. But uh, it, it does allow me to, um, I like to train every fighter a little differently as well. 
I like to really know what their strengths are and what their weaknesses are. And uh, of course we want to eliminate weaknesses as much as possible, but we can really take their strengths and expand on those as well. When you can get in and move with somebody and, and give them different looks and things like that. So it is, it is a valuable, um, a valuable tool that we use, especially with like someone like Pat Sabatini as well. And this was supposed to be an in-person interview. Uh, it's very unfortunate that I couldn't be there. The beautiful facility, the MPR MMA facility would have loved to visit and do this interview. Uh, I just uh, got on the mats uh, back on the Sarah Longa mats in January. My neck is sore, man. I saw you post something <laughs> on uh, uh, Twitter with the neck brace. Uh, if I was yeah. to come down to Philly, man, I would definitely have to use it because you guys are no joke and you're rolling and you're, you're training uh, classes. What the hell was that? And uh, like, is there any uh, bef besides that? Is there any like things I could do on the mat, like neck rolls or anything to strengthen my neck? There are a lot of ways you can strengthen your neck. Um, they have these uh, like total neck trainers. Back in the day, we just used to use a harness you'd put on your head. Boxers would use them, you know, you attach a weight to the harness, lips. looking thing. Yeah. Yeah. Those, uh, we would in wrestling, we do a lot of bridging on our necks and, and things like that. But, uh, um, so I have bulging discs in my neck. So between my C4, C5, C6, C7. So that's just a traction device that, uh, you just start to turn the wheels, turn the wheels, and it just elongates your neck and oh, wow. takes the pressure off your disc that are already being a little impacted. So, um, for example, I get a uh, tingling and, um, numbness in my left hand. And uh, that's directly because of your C4, C5, C6, C7. So um, luckily with the traction device, I can start to elongate my neck and take some of the pressure off my disc. And it, it really does help with the uh, numbness and the tingling. So these are just part of the game, things that I do uh, throughout the week just to make sure that I can move my neck. I, I took off a while and then I hopped back in. I've lost like 17, 18 pounds already. And it's just training, training, training. Then I'm like, my neck and i was like holy moly i gotta pay attention to it i do appreciate it but uh, again we're being joined by eric purcell well one more thing with pat uh he's a very just a calm uh temperament very calm uh mannerisms and gestures but obviously he's just a dominant force like uh, the the phillies version of khabib just that blanket on his opponent very calm his Maybe his opponent thought he's like, all right, I got Pat down in the first round. This is it. Pat, as DC described, uh, Daniel Cormier described, was just calm, cool, waiting for the tree to fall and just swarmed him like a wet a blanket. Beautiful approach. Four straight wins in the UFC. Uh, maybe six or seven overall uh, consecutive wins. The dude is on fire, man. Can you just uh, give us a little more uh, insight to Pat's growth uh, from the time you first met him uh, up until now he's being uh chirped about as an elite featherweight in the ufc man pat pat has always had elite elite grappling uh back in the day um well he was a pan am jiu-jitsu champion wow. um as a brown belt he had uh i believe beaten uh, gianna grippo in uh, the pan ams who was one of the best grapplers in the world um he took gordon ryan i believe uh six or seven minutes back in the day what? Oh. yeah 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 that was that was fun um they had an excellent match before gordon ryan eventually got him in a heel hook but uh you know obviously pat was giving up some weight <laughs> and that um 
Pat's a beast. He was a D1 wrestler. Um, obviously, he's got a, a lot of accolades in uh, combat sambo as well. He's competed in sambo around the world. And uh, so his wrestling, his grappling has always been top notch. Obviously, throughout the years, we keep refining it for MMA uh, as well. And we have uh, some systems that we work on. And, and, you know, as far as when he's in certain positions, direct go-tos to get to. But uh, his leg sweeps and things like that are elite. I think he's got the best uh, foot sweeps and things like that along the cage in the entire, the entire league. And these, things that, these are things that he spent years developing, um, primarily from Sambo. Uh, with all the foot trips and, and sweeps and foot props and things like that. So um, it's just been a blast over the years to see him go from a guy that was kind of jujitsu and wrestling to see him uh, blend in all the Sambo aspects with the jitsu and wrestling and really form this style that is just nearly impossible to deal with. Uh, and, and in addition to that, people don't realize how explosive and how strong the guy is. The guy is just constantly working you have to kick him out of the gym type of dude and uh people neglect or they take you know they they take a strike for granted they don't really believe how could a 145 pounder be as strong as he is he's an absolute monster when he gets on top of you or even underneath of you uh good luck good luck i know he's got like um similar back muscles to when i saw uh islam makachev squeeze drew dober uh, uh, there's a roadmap on Pat's back. I was like, my goodness, what the hell? God bless Eric's lungs, I guess, when he gets in the, in the body lock or something. But Garen being joined by USA Sambo coach at Eric underscore Purcell, mixed martial artist, longtime mixed martial artist, man, uh, author, MMA and chain for the champion's mind. You are a modest mofo, man. After a previous conversation, of course, I had to do the deep dive. I was like, who's this guy with the tattoos, slicked hair, amazing facility and kicked uh, ass. He's building a ranch. He's America's dad. You cut him. He bleeds red, white, and blue. I almost said USA. <laughs> uh, I colors, but uh, yeah. man, you was it 2016 in Ireland or in the UK? You competed yourself in combat sumbo. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Well, I forget what year we uh, fought in Scotland, but uh, yeah, my yeah, yeah. So we fought in uh, Scotland at the President's Cup. It was we actually won the President's Cup that year, and uh, there was four four uh, four USA athletes. Um, it was a special tournament that they ran uh, in combat sambo, and it was pretty cool. So we uh, all four guys were from our gym. Uh, Pat was one of them. Pat actually got the most decorated athlete of the entire tournament, which was pretty cool. He got some special awards. Uh, yeah, we took two gold, two bronze, and um, I guess my last competition, I competed at the Pan American Championships for Combat Sambo in the Dominican Republic. That was right before COVID, wow. and uh, I did, pr did pretty well there. Um, I ended up taking silver. Nice. Um, really well. Yeah, thank you. I was a little disappointed. I, I kind of shit the bed in the finals. I didn't give up a point at all in the entire tournament until the finals, but uh, is what it is. Wow. You know? Almost pulled the Dan Gable, almost swept the uh, the competition. Uh, it would have been nice. Yeah, I was feeling good. I was feeling good, and uh, and uh, I lost to Cuba in the finals, and it's what it is, you know. So. Well, we won the war. That's all that matters, you know. You could walk. You could leave Cuba with that. So I don't know, but uh, in the Scotland <laughs> match, man, you look phenomenal. Your footwork was fast. It seemed like the guy, like he just couldn't like process the amount of information you were throwing in his direction. 
Uh, it was a fantastic performance. Um, real quick, if you don't mind, could you take us over the combat Sambo rule set? Because again, man, I'm a huge fan. Anytime I see a guy from Chechnya, Dagestan, Russia, uh, Philly, who has a combat yeah. Sambo background, it's like, I'm like fascinated with the sport. I, I really think it can do, um, uh, Vadim Nemkov, uh, a bunch of guys, uh, are getting a lot more shine. I think it's. I think it could be the next phase of martial arts if people continue to learn about it especially if khabib talks about it makes some public appearances who knows but uh could you go over the the rule set for combat sambo please absolutely so combat sambo similar to like wrestling or, or uh judo and things like that there's no stalling so uh one of the reasons why it transfers over so well to a sport like mixed martial arts um as compared to, I mean, another great sport for MMA is jujitsu. But however, in jujitsu, you can stall in positions, you can stall in guard and, and uh, things like that. And where you're seeing combat sambo really shine in MMA is these guys are pressure fighters. You know, they don't stop walking you down. And they chain their striking together very well with their grappling and their cage work, which are um, directly tied to the pace and style of combat sambo. So... Um, so in combat sambo, you can submit, um, most of your submissions are all pretty legal, except for like heel hooks, things like that. Uh, you can, uh, win by points and you can also knock somebody out. You can, uh, there are pins. However, you don't win via pin. Uh, you just get points via pin. So it's a very fast paced sport. So let's say, for example, you're striking. You run someone over in a double leg. Maybe you get two points. You're on top. As you start to punch them, then they'll get called for stalling. And then you can get it. They get a warning. Then you get a point. They do it again. You get another point. They do it again. You get two points. And then they're disqualified. So four times and they're DQ'd. So that way, if uh, people aren't taking uh, excessive amounts of ground and pound on the bottom, the sport's not kind of slowed down by a guard game or anything like that. It's kind of run people over pound them out, they restand you, run them back over, pound them out. Um, and your submissions, you can hit at any time, uh, knee bars and guillotines. One of my favorite aspects to combat Sambo is headbutts. So we're allowed to headbutt wow. as well. I thought it was so just the headbutt. Left way? I thought it was just left way, but combat Sambo holding it down. Yeah, so in combat Sambo, it's really nice. One of the, I think the best strikes in self-defense that is never taught anywhere is the headbutt. You know, someone grabs you and your hands are tied up. Boom, just smash them, clean them, come over the top, whatever you want to do. So the headbutts are an integral part of combat sambo along with your knees and elbows, everything. It's just such a dynamic sport. If we're standing and I hit you with a throw and I remain standing and you go right to your back, I automatically win. So, wow. yes. So let's say that we're standing and I hit you with a cross and you fly back and fall directly to your back, I automatically win. Wow. Um, if, I, if I head kick you, you know, and you fall to your back, I automatically win. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so it's pretty cool uh, all the way around. And it is, though, it's super dynamic. It's fast-paced. All of my combo, combat sambo athletes that do both MMA and combat sambo, they'll tell you that combo, combat sambo is more difficult than MMA. And now staying, of course, in the sambo com, uh, conversation, uh, the U.S. Nationals uh, this weekend in Arlington, Texas, correct? Yep. Yeah, you got it. How are we yeah, looking on your run with athletes? And uh, what, what's, uh, uh, yeah, uh, who do we got uh, uh, representing the NPR team? 
Well, our team, so we initially started off, we were going to be taking a lot more people. And then as we kind of got closer to camp through injuries and things like that, uh, we slimmed it down a little bit. Um, so we've got uh, a couple of our young, young guns. We've got a guy, Antonio Fields, another guy, uh, Eric. It's his first comp- their first competitions. Uh, hopefully they go down and do well. Zach Haynes, who is a reigning Pan American uh, champion. He's also got some wins at the World Championships as well. Nice. Uh, he's going to be competing. He's an absolute animal. He's an all-American wrestler, uh, just total stud, beast. Um, one of our women athletes, Fabiano, she's going to be down competing in, I believe, sport and combat. Um, then we've got uh, a couple other people as well that are going down that uh, should hopefully be making some waves and gaining some valuable experience. So should be a lot of fun. Unfortunately, uh, I'm not going to be making the trip last minute. This is uh, I'm not going to be able to make it down on this one. One of our other coaches, Bob Clark, he's one of the USA Sambo, Sambo uh, coaches as well. He's also a master of sport and is about as decorated and just – Filled with accolades as you get. Uh, Bob Clark's going to go down there and make sure the team's doing okay. And and uh, hopefully we'll get some W's and some wins and some great experience down there. Amazing. And uh, like Rogan said, when you saw on like a bullet point for a fighter as they're uh, getting the Vaseline and checked out by the ref, it says like master sport. Rogan's like, I'm not sure exactly what that means, but that's a cool accolade. And it's like, it really is, man. To be called the master sport is really cool. So, um, yeah. What, what's the schedule look like? Uh, you have the uh, this weekend. Does all roads lead to the November World Championships? Is that how it works? So, uh, yeah, our national team, well, at Nationals, everyone will compete this weekend. Okay. And what we're going to basically do is take the winners of Nationals. Uh, we may also do a Just kind of a winners? point system as well. Yep. Oh, so wow. if, you win Nas- if you win Nationals, you'll have your spot for the Pan American Championships. Right now, since this is the first year that we have Combat Sambo in the national championships here in the United States, to figure out who's going to be on the USA team, I think we're going to do a combination of the winners, points, and and construct the best team. Eventually, over the next couple years, it's going to be a point system of winning this, this, and this tournament. Um, And we'll take the winners, and they'll win their spots onto the team. So this year, I believe, is going to be a combination of a few different factors to determine who's going to be on the Pan-American team. So then we'll go to the Pan-American Championships will be in Costa Rica. And hopefully people will do well there, gain a lot more experience. And then from there, we've got the the World Championships. However, the World Championships and international competition overseas, things are a little uh, upside down right now because of the conflict going on in Ukraine. So we're a little unsure of what's going to happen with the world championships right now and the world cup for that matter. So we're just kind of wait and see, and we're going to do our best to get everyone ready and get everyone prepared through the Pan Am championships and just see how everything starts shaking out from there. So. Got you. Got you. Um, one more thing, if you don't mind, Eric, the time flies with you, man. That's why it's like, if I come visit you, I'm going to be following you around with the, the boom microphone. Everybody's going to be like, who's in your entourage? Uh, Eric Purcell at the Eric Purcell on Twitter at Eric underscore Purcell on Instagram, longtime martial artist, author of MMA and chain for the champions mind, USA Samba coach, owner, MPR, MMA, great dad, great husband. Uh, I'm sure that you get so much to list off, man. I'm running out of room on my, uh, my Google <laughs> document, but my last thing, the future 
the next, next, next generation, man. It's so cool that it seems that the uh, MMA's become culturally accepted. I don't know if that's because of uh, money McGregor era or because of the it landing on ESPN or both, or just naturally the growth of the sport to see the youth program. You've literally made this a sport, not a, uh, some TV show that some guy's angry and he's got to take his shirt off and he goes into a cage and that's how he expresses them. So no, it, it's, that's what pisses me off how the media or some movies can present uh, this sport, this wonderful sport. I love what you're doing, how you're, you're chaining together just the drilling and the youth program. Just you turned it into a sport, essentially, man. And you're going to have the killers of the next generation creating the, the this mixed martial arts army, man. How's it been working with the youth? Uh, what are the type of questions you get from the parents? And just uh, I don't know, man. Uh, hats off to you if I was wearing a hat, but I, I appreciate it. How's it been working with the, the youth? The youth MMA program, uh, it's our junior MMA program here for ages 8 to 13, is my favorite class to run. Nice. Uh, it, the kids are absolutely amazing. So we have, with the, with the book that we put out, and I've also got a DVD um, system that's on BJJ Fanatics and Dynamic Striking right now as well. Nice. We have everything systematized, so that way we can actually teach this and educate you know, the kids in a very safe way, but we also get the realism and the realistic aspects of the sport as well. So since everything's systematized, um, which I highly recommend, this is just in me plugging the book, but if you're an MMA coach out there and you do check out the book, you'll instantly have a system that you can teach down to uh, all of your adults, kids, and everybody in your school. And it makes it, uh, we kind of, categorize everything in these bite-sized pieces it's all pretty understandable how it moves and flows but as far as our kids go they know more of the information i can i can ask them any question out of the book or the videos they know everything they're they're amazing they're they're there's so much fun to teach and instruct they're excited about mma they're excited about learning how to really defend themselves how to put it together We'll take kids that come in with little to no experience. And a couple months later, I mean, they look like little animals out there on the mats. But uh, so it's a great balance of being able to keep everything safe, be able to keep kids having fun, and also teach them the real deal, um, you know, aspects of mixed martial arts. So that way, like, for example, when we just fought in Vegas with Pat, right when I get back to, to the gym, all the kids are running up to me, hey, we got to watch Coach Pat's fight, and it was great what he did here and here, and they're asking me questions about oh, the wow. fight, and, you know, and, like, really technical questions that uh, most adults wouldn't even really know to ask, and it's just an, it's an absolute blast, and uh, it, it is easily one of my favorite classes, and it's uh, whether these kids go on to fight one day. We do have some kids. It's their dream one day to become professional fighters. Um, a lot of these kids at the very base level of it, they're going to understand real self-defense, you know, real self-defense throughout there on the streets. They know how to put together their jiu-jitsu, their wrestling, you know, their kickboxing. They understand how to fight on the cage wall. <laughs> so if they were in school and someone runs them up to the wall and runs them into a wall, uh, good luck for that kid. You know, uh, it's going to be game on from there. So they're just, it's an absolute blast. And it was one of the best uh, programs that we've ever put in here at the, at the gym for sure. Yeah. Or, or that kid who is supposedly running, running him into the wall 
maybe he trains as well. Maybe they're all friends. Maybe we're all better community. Maybe it's a better world, man. I, I really think that martial arts should be in the school system. I, I just rampage said this on the uh, Brendan Schaub show. He's like, everybody needs a fight because they would just get it out of their system. They would understand maybe the world would be a better place. I agree, man. And Eric Purcell, you are part of uh, the, the past, the present and the future of this martial arts community. I really respect what you're doing uh, for the martial arts community and everything you're doing, man. Everything you touch turns to gold, man. You are a talented individual in many ways. And I really appreciate the time as always, brother. No, hey, and thank you. And hey, props to you. I saw you had uh, Aljamain on not too long ago. And uh, again, getting some, getting some serious guests on here, man. And that's, uh, you deserve it. It's fantastic. Great podcast. And, uh, and you know, you're real, uh, you, you, you're very enthusiastic about the sport and the martial arts as well, man. And it, it shines through, man. So keep it up. I appreciate that, Eric. That, that means a lot coming from you, man. And uh, continued success to all your endeavors, brother. Thanks a lot. Go Team USA this weekend, and uh, good luck to everyone competing at the national championships. Let's kill it. Pretty amazing. Eric does everything. Coaches, trains, and this just it, it popped in my mind while we were talking. Mike Brown, one of the head coaches at American Top Team in Coconut Creek in Florida, the team that's produced so many champions, Mike Brown, a former WEC, I think he was a champion. He's on the mats. He's in his 40s. He stayed in shape. He keeps that composure. He, of course, has got the uh, the, the beard of wisdom. But I, I see a lot of similarities with Eric Purcell. He's in shape. He's competed in every facet of martial arts wrestling, jiu-jitsu, combat, sambo, MMA, uh, competed on a, a big stage. And every fire or coals that he asks his fighter to walk on or walk through, he's done it. So a lot of respect for him. He's also a former colleague in the, the fact that he was producing content for NBC Sports, which is pretty awesome, pretty amazing. Great job by NBC Sports to be ahead of the curb. This is 2010 I believe Eric told me uh, on the last time I spoke to him so he is a, a savant for uh, many reasons author coach uh, media martial artist uh, mixed media arts uh, really cool dude I can't wait to get down to the facility and uh, see the the energy in the room in person it's going to be awesome I will not try to drip my Philly cheesesteak onions uh, onto the mat that will be a no-no I'll be immediately kicked out but it's going to be an awesome experience and a quick trip quick weekend trip and uh, going to be fun get some content for you guys but that's this week's Iktagon hope you enjoyed it I enjoyed it Eric is the man again follow him on Twitter at the Eric Purcell on Instagram Eric underscore Purcell he's also an author MMA Unchained for the champion's mind. If you're a casual just getting into the UFC viewing on MMA Twitter, buy a copy. You know, it's cool to be an educated fan. A lot of people 
played a little football, played a little baseball, and they fancy themselves an expert when they're watching the Yankees or the Mets or the Phillies or the Red Sox. Um, in this case, maybe you are in your 30s or 40s, 50s, uh, and you never jumped on a mat. You didn't have a chance to do karate or jiu-jitsu. There's still time. not saying that you can't, but if you just want to, to view the sport but be an educated fan, viewer, download, buy the MMA Unchained. I have my copy. I, uh, I'm a level up more than a, a viewer. I compete. So seeing the, the techniques, uh, the strategy, the strategies and the fundamentals broken down um, and then pieced together for a high-level athlete like a Pat Sabatini or uh, anybody who's just to get that edge, MMA Unchained can be that for you. So I highly suggest getting your copy today. You can get a digital copy so you can be on the subway, the train, the Amtrak, passenger in a car. I wouldn't suggest reading this while you're driving, but... You can have it on your phone. It could be a book in your pocket. So enjoyed my time with Eric. I hope you guys did. Until next week. Peace. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.